Hey, welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. We are here to tell the whole story. Say hi, Dad. We're going to tell the story today of Simcha Torah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody had some sugar today. It's a great joy. It's a joy. That's what Simcha means. It means joy. And so this is a holiday of celebration. Now, a couple things with this because, oy vey, we finished all of the fall feasts. That felt like a, it took a while. Um, well, it did. It, it took us several weeks. Um, but as we were going through from Feast of Trumpets all the way through Sukkot, this is the last, uh, last day we observe in Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah, so coming on the tail end of Tabernacles is this holiday that we just mentioned, Simcha Torah, and it literally means, Simcha means joy, Uh, Torah is the first five books of the Bible, but essentially this is the joy of the Word of God. And you said this is one for celebration, for delight, for dancing. Uh, What what is happening in a typical synagogue, before we even like hit what happens in a synagogue on Simcha Torah? What's, a, what's one thing you can for sure expect every single week in the synagogue? Well, every single week there is a section, a part of the, a portion of the Torah of the five books of Moses beginning in Genesis, and every week uh, we read a part of it, and even in the Messianic congregation, we like to maintain that tradition of reading God's Word. Of course, we're, we're committed to reading God's Word, and uh, we encourage our people to read it every day. And so the, the, the Torah, those first five books, are actually equally, mostly equally divided across the year, and we actually will read portions. It's the one thing that we all agree on. We're, you show up, you go to, if you go to a congregation or a synagogue in Los Angeles or Florida or New York... Where are all the other Jews at? We got a lot in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati? Yeah, and even yeah. Tel Aviv. You yeah. go to any of those or Jerusalem. Anywhere around the world, all the Jews around the world are reading this same section of Scripture uh, throughout the year. And, and so they all have a name, and, and we, they are divided up into portions, and those portions are called parsha. And they each have a name, and you walk through them, you read them, and then you give what we call a drosh, which is just a, an explanation on that passage. So we get to the end of the, the fall feasts, and really right after that is this holiday, Simcha Torah. You won't find Simcha Torah in the Bible. This is not a biblical holiday. It probably came into, into observance sometime during the medieval period, about a thousand years ago. But what happens during Simcha Torah? Well, what happens is uh, there is a great celebration. There is dancing. There is music. Uh, love the klezmer music. Yeah, we'll have to just spend another time talking about that because <laughs> that's that's Pandora's box. But we, uh, we, we have just a great celebration, uh, and we read the last, the words of the last uh, book in the Torah, which is the book of Deuteronomy, um, Deuteronomy, by the way, is not a Hebrew word. Uh, probably be a good idea to know what the Jewish people call it. And the Jewish people, uh, in Hebrew, that book, same book, but it's called Devarim. And what is Devarim? Devarim means the words. And it's called that because the beginning of the book says, these are the words of Moses. And so that's what the name of the book actually is, just as Genesis uh, is the book of beginnings in the beginning, and that in Hebrew is Bereshit, uh, 
We should just spend one entire podcast where we walk through every, all 66 <laughs> names of every book in the Bible, and we will give the Hebrew name, and uh, we can even talk about some of the Greek in the New Testament. That would be pretty fun, huh? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the other day, uh, I saw one of, one of my kids was sick, and he's on, the, he's on the couch, and he fell asleep, and he's watching a video, and you, it was a YouTube video. You know what the video was? What? It was a guy counting to 20,000. That was it. He was just sitting there on the camera, and he was counting to 20,000. Oh, you go vault. Yeah, that, that would be the equivalent of us actually doing that podcast where yeah. we... Yeah, no, okay. no, we're not, we're not going to do we'll that. Just, we'll cross that one off yeah. the idea But still, board. read through the Bible every year. Yeah, and, and really, that's the point of Simcha Torah. So, in the beginning of the year, uh, they're starting with Genesis 1-1, actually... Genesis 1-6, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're starting, but it's a scroll. And the difference between reading from a scroll and reading from the Bible, I have my Bible open right here, and I can open up to any page I want pretty quickly. I can navigate, right? If I want to yeah. go to Exodus, I'll go to Exodus. I can go to First Peter, and I can get there real quickly. But not so if you have a scroll. No, it would take quite a while to get to Second Chronicles. Yeah, now in Hebrew, we're reading from right to left. So this scroll, and you know, obviously the Jewish people in the synagogues today, they could make this a lot easier and just forget the scroll, but there is something beautiful about the scroll. And we, one day we'll talk about this, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about you know, the scribes and all of the work and all of the effort that goes in. We should do that with uh, the Dead Seas. We should talk about all yeah, of that. To preserve the Word of God. So they're, they're making this progression as they are moving to the left of the scroll. So they'll read some from the very right, and then they roll it up, and they seal it up, and they put it away in the ark. And every week, they open it up again, and they continue to move it to the left and move it to the left. Well, you get to Simcha Torah. You're at the end. That's it. So That's what do it. you do? You, well, you put it away. Up. <laughs> you roll, you it, roll up. it up and go all the way back to Genesis. I, I don't know if people actually understand this. Like, not not just roll it up and like we'll come back to it. You know, someone we'll, we'll get somebody some lackey in the middle of the week, and that lackey's going to just roll it up so that you know we get back to next week and we can start over. No, we again. do it right there. Yeah, uh, everything stops, and they actually will be singing. They'll be praising the Lord. They'll be dancing. But actually, that process of rolling up the Torah takes place in the synagogue service. Yeah, right on the bima. So they are finishing up, and the last passage there in the Torah is Deuteronomy 34. What's what's like the quick overview of what happens there at the very end of the story? Well, in Deuteronomy 34, uh, Moses is taken up to the top of Mount Nebo. Do you remember that? The top of Pisgah, yeah. Pretty yeah, cool spot. we were there. Yeah. And uh, he was shown the land that he was not going to enter into, and... The mantle of leadership was passed on to Joshua, who would then lead the children of Israel ultimately across the Jordan and into the land that God promised. Right. So I mean, the end there, Deuteronomy 34, 10, it says, Since that time, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face for all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh, all his servants and all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Yeah. Now, a lot of times we just, all right, close it. Did my reading for today? Nope. Mm. 
They roll all the way back, and then you know it's it's interesting how uh, in reading those things in the Torah, it takes our minds. If uh, if we're a student of the Word, it takes us back to another section where God said, "One day I will raise up a prophet like unto Moses. Listen to him, follow him." And you know, interesting that uh, Moses was so great. And yet God said he was going to raise up a prophet just like Moses. So as we read through the word, uh, we're not just supposed to read it as if we're reading a newspaper, but uh, we're supposed to read it and internalize it. And there's always this illusion. There's something else to come. There's another another part of the story. So this is obviously act one. But even there, there you're, you're alluding to an act two. But not here because we've rolled it up <laughs> and we go all the way back to Genesis 1 in the beginning God. So this is what what Jewish life looks like. They roll up the Torah, they read the first five verses, Genesis 1, 1 through 5. That's why the following week when they start, it's uh, back at verse 6, and they'll, they'll read the next couple of chapters of Genesis. But at that point, they roll it up, and then they do a Torah processional. And that processional, they march the Torah around the congregation and people, singing and dancing and uh, they'll uh, they'll take their their prayer shawl their seat seat or their talit and they will kiss it and they will touch the torah with that as people are going around and it's it's just love for the word of god and it's joy over the word of god very uh, exuberant time and then maybe the last thing and 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 i would say this this is uh the, the implication, the takeaway for me on this holiday is that we're never supposed to stop reading the Word of God. And we have something in, in Judaism. It's a, it's a concept called Lador Vador. Uh, take us through just a second of that. Yeah. Well, Lador Vador, it means simply from generation to generation. And we are charged with the responsibility of passing the truth of God's Word on to our children. Uh, and we do that uh, in a bar mitzvah. I don't want to get into uh, all the details of a bar mitzvah, but we take that Torah, and usually the oldest member, usually the grandfather, will pass it to his son, who will pass it to his son, and the Torah will be opened up, and it will be read. Uh, and not just read, but the boy is to give an explanation and a teaching of what that word means. And this is the first time that the boy or the girl, uh, the, you know, bar mitzvah is boy, bat mitzvah is girl. We'll, right. we'll, we'll do a whole nother thing on that another day. But this is the first time that they get to come up and they get to read from the Torah. And this is the kind of the initiation. You are entering into owning your relationship with God. And so at this point, you get to read from it in Hebrew. We made sure that uh, our kids and all your grandkids, they, they have to suffer through a year of Hebrew, and, <laughs> and then they have to sing it, but then they have to explain it. What does it mean? And uh, that not only is, is the Torah or the Word of God central to the Jewish life, but we also want to make sure that it's also being handed down to the next generation. Yeah, and that's, that's an important point, um, that this uh, truth of God's Word gets handed down from generation to generation. Uh, I remember when I was a kid uh, and didn't know the Lord yet, uh, you know, you went through your bar mitzvah and you'd say, whew, boy, I'm glad that's finished. And uh, you'd say to God, okay, uh, you go your way and I'll go my way and we'll meet back here when I'm 70 and we'll negotiate. Hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, no. So we want to do just the opposite with our children. We want to we want to pass 
the truth of God's Word and the reality of God and who He is on to the next generation. And the question for us, just if we're going to take a moment and just think through, what what is the implication? How do we take a Jewish holiday that is being celebrated by the time this is out? It's already been celebrated for you. Sorry, we're a little late. But what's the implication? And I, I think the good question for all of us is, are you in the Word? Are you reading the Word of God? Do you love the Word of God? Do you have joy, or is it drudgery? You wake up in the morning and say, oh, I got to get my five to ten minutes in and then move on. Yeah, you know, I was amazed when I started reading through the Bible. Uh, I had a passage set out that would take maybe about ten minutes if you just read through it, but I would find myself searching in other parts of the Scripture uh, because one verse led me to another, a passage led me to another, and before I know it, I look at the clock, and I've been doing this for an hour. So, you know, the Word can really grab hold of you if you study it and you read it. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, uh, you know, we, we have a couple of charts here and stuff in front of us, but, you know, essentially, like I know Lifeway did a study, you know, like the, the percentage of people that have actually read the entire Bible cover to cover is, is minuscule. It's very small. Uh, and, you know, we have, we have a growing illiteracy problem when it comes to reading the Bible. Uh, the next generation, uh, unfortunately, and we can get on a soapbox about, you know, YouTube and social media and the phones and all of that kind of stuff. But really, we, we are encountering a generation, not just of kids, but adults as well. They don't know the Word of God. You know, I, I remember in 1966, Time Magazine had a cover story said, Is God Dead?, and actually, there was a lot more fervency for the Lord back in that time when we compare to today what's happening. And so we really need to uh, have this Word of God pass through and sit down, even with your kids when they're really little, and start reading to them uh, so that it gets knit into their own lives. Yeah, so can we encourage you just today, if you're listening uh, and it's been a while since you've dusted off your, your Bible, there is benefit in it. And so just want to encourage you. And if you're even just struggling with where do I start, uh, I think just to be able to sit in a passage, uh, maybe a great one for you might be Psalm 119. Uh, it is the biggest chapter in all of the Bible, but over and over you read throughout it. And it, it talks about the psalmist, he's, he's going through, he says, like this is Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I've sworn and I will confirm it that I will keep thy righteous ordinances. I'm exceedingly afflicted. Revive me, O Lord, according to thy word. And you see all of these different words that he uses. He, he talks about your precepts, your testimonies. They are forever. Um, they are my shield. I will observe the commandments of God. And I, I used to sit with, uh, I think he's the provost uh, at Biola University. And uh, he would invite me to come once a week. I'd sit in his office, and we would pray through the Scripture. And he would just take a couple of, of psalms, a couple of verses from a psalm, and he would literally just read one sentence, and then he would take that sentence and make it a prayer. Yeah. So yeah. And that's like the best way to uh, learn to pray and be able to pray is pray the Scripture. Yeah, and I spent some time with a company last week, and the president of the company, he said that he's been just sitting on one verse for the entire year. The, the goal is not to, to knock it all out and to finish it all. The goal is to, to let it change you, to let it simmer. So, Simchat Torah, the joy of God's word. 
Let the word of God richly dwell in you. Let it transform and change you. Good. Good. Let's call that a podcast then. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the Jewish Road Podcast, and shalom. Shalom. Shalom.